Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Well, the craziness has begun. NFL free agency is off and running. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Why do they even bother calling it the tampering period, Canty? It's like it, we're all, it's one big act until it actually all happens, but it is happening as we speak. Deals were done at 12.02 Eastern time today. Yeah, I mean, the big winner last night was everything, everywhere, all at once, and it feels like that describes NFL free agency. <laughs> like, we're getting all the news as soon as you start entering into the legal tampering period this afternoon, and let's just call this what it is, Carl, and a lot of these deals get hammered out when teams and agents get together at Indy, and they start going through the structure on what a potential deal would look like for the respective player with team the new team that that would be acquired him so I, I mean it's not surprising for me because I've been through this before and I know how this goes but it's a little shock to the system for a lot of fan bases teams that were optimistic about landing certain players teams that were optimistic about holding on to certain players now everything is starting to crystallize and in the middle of that is Aaron Rodgers who seemingly continuing to hold us hostage and throwing a monkey rich into the Jets plans at the quarterback position for 2023. Well, it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Want you to be a part of the program at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Also on Twitter, at ChrisCanty99, at Chris Carlin, and yes, yes. America held hostage. You know, those things are just out of my control. By Aaron Rodgers. Day 64. And we wait, and we wait, and we wait like chumps, like the chumps we are, just groveling for any little nugget of information about where the great Aaron Rodgers might be leaning right now, Canty. But we sit here and we wait, but are the Jets waiting? Are the Jets waiting entirely too long because just a little while ago, there was the news from Adam Schefter that the Raiders are giving 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo a three-year, $67.5 million deal that includes $34 million guaranteed. So another backup plan for the Jets is off the market, which means that the music is starting to wind down and the Jets are in a position where they don't have a chair yet, Canty. And this is not a situation that this team can put themselves in. No, it's not, but here's the thing. I, I think when the Jets made the decision to pass up on Derek Carr and allow him to sign with the New Orleans Saints, they had already made their bed. Essentially what they were saying was, we're committed to seeing this thing through in our pursuit for Aaron Rodgers, and if we don't land him, then we'll figure out the alternative or the contingency after the fact. They're not hedging when it comes to their pursuit of Aaron Rodgers, and I guess that should have been evident with the Jets contingent, including owner Woody Johnson, flying out to Malibu late last week. This is them going all in on a particular player because they believe that Rodgers makes them a championship contender right now, and with the defense that they're bringing to the party and the skill position players that should be all back healthy next season, I, I would tend to agree with them. If the Jets land Aaron Rodgers, you're not only talking about them being the favorite in the AFC East, but we're talking about them being on a short list of teams that can get out of the AFC into Super Bowl 58. So I understand why the Jets are waiting. It's just got to be really uncomfortable, really unsettling, not only for the people in the building, but Jets fans all across the country. 
Here's Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider, earlier on this just in on what this actually means, what Jimmy G going to the Raiders means for the Jets. Well, it means that Aaron Rodgers is not going to the Raiders. I think I can say that with total confidence. Uh, beyond that, there isn't a lot of confidence. Look, I, it looks the Jets have had their best foot forward now for almost a week. They believe that they've made a strong pitch. They believe that they and the Packers can agree on terms uh, of a trade. The, the odds are strong that Rodgers ends up with the Jets. However, hasn't happened yet. And there are a lot of people in both the Jets and Packers buildings that are a little confused as to why it hasn't as they continue to wait on Aaron Rodgers to decide what he wants to do. Listen, maybe it'll come down in 10 minutes. Maybe it'll come down this afternoon. Maybe it won't come down at all because this is what Aaron Rodgers wants, and that's all the attention that goes with this. Now, that aside, Canty, it feels like the Jets have taken an approach of we're going to throw our best pitch at you, and then we're going to try to not frighten you away. That's kind of what it feels like right now, that they are doing everything they can in putting all of their eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket right now to show him how much they love him, to show him that we've got to have you, but we're not going to be all up in your business while you try to make a decision. It's dangerous. So, so, it's, so is that is that like dating when you first meet yes, somebody? You yes, don't want to scare them away by calling them the next day after the first date and showing them that you're interested? It's like, I want you to know that I'm interested in you, so I'm going to take you out to the fancy restaurant for our first date, but then I'm going to sit on it for a couple of days. But is Aaron Rodgers the guy who back? wants to be called the next day, or is he the guy that thinks you're too desperate if you call him the next day? Uh, here's the thing. I got $60 million for you to come play in 2023, and beyond that, I don't need much of a commitment from you. I don't understand why it's so hard to get Aaron Rodgers to make a decision on whether he wants to accept that or whether he wants to do something else. Because here's the other thing that we got to talk about. With the Jimmy Garoppolo news and him agreeing to a three-year, $67.5 million deal with the Las Vegas Raiders, a lot of these seats where there were quarterback vacancies are starting to fill up. Yeah. So teams that have the cap space and the ammunition as far as draft capital to fork over to the Packers in order to consummate a trade, those teams are starting to go away. So if you're Aaron Rodgers, you've got to make a decision. If I want to continue my football career, and it sounds like he's going to be, have to do that elsewhere because the Packers don't want him, th then, then the New York Jets represents the best opportunity for me to do that and still contend at a high level. I don't understand what's holding it up. Now, I know there have been people that have floated the idea that he wants to do this on his own terms. And so maybe the next appearance that we see from Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show has some breaking news in terms of what his football future holds. But in just looking at this, it's starting to be a little bit confusing for me too in terms of understanding the timing of this all because you put the Jets and general manager Joe Douglas in a precarious position because he's still got to formulate his plan for what he wants to do with the rest of this roster in free agency. Well, this is the problem. The Jets today are not, at least outwardly that we hear, they're out, not out signing other guys because they can't do anything until they know. You know, they went and did all the restructuring of other contracts this weekend to create more cap space. But here they sit. And doesn't it at some point make you question what Roger's commitment to the whole thing is? Again, maybe it comes in 15 minutes. I don't know. But I, I listened to Lewis Riddick from earlier today on SportsCenter. ESPN NFL analyst, and frankly, I think this is completely fair. Dan knows this. He played the position for a long time in the NFL. It takes an, it, an uncommon commitment mm -hmm. to play that position. 
at the highest level. And this, we're not just talking about, look, we, we care about Aaron Rodgers. The Jets management also cares about Brees Hall. They care about Elijah Moore. They care about Garrett Wilson. And they need this guy to be committed to not only them as an organization, but to those individual players. So when is he going to show up if he does come? Tell me that too. Are you going to be there in August? Are you going to be there in April, mm. May, June, July? You're going to invite him to your house? Like Patrick invited all his new wide receivers to his house when Andy Reid said that's the reason why we won the Super Bowl because 15 took over and said, look, well, I'm not going to let this thing fall off. You guys are going to get on the same page with me. This is exactly what I've been talking about for a while, Canty. Yeah, and here's the thing. I hear what Lewis is saying, but the Jets ain't in no position to be making no demands. They, they're not. They don't have the leverage in this no, but situation. But you'd like to know what you were dealing with going You could in. like to know, but if Aaron Rodgers says, I'm going to show up at training camp and you're not going to see me until then, what the hell are you going to do? Not take Aaron Rodgers? Not trade for him? The, the, your alternative is Zach Wilson. The backup quarterback, Mike White, just signed with a division rival with the Miami Dolphins. What the hell are you going to do? Well, that, that it, stuff sounds nice from Lewis, but that's not how this works. That's not how this works, especially with a guy that has Aaron Rodgers' resume. He is going to dictate the terms of engagement and how this all plays out if, in fact, he is interested in playing for the Jets. But here's the thing, big fella. We don't know if he wants to continue playing football. He might look out and say, oh, that, I don't like the options. I don't, I, I'm, I don't love the Jets. Maybe I throw my hat in the ring and try to get involved with television in some capacity. There, there is no telling. But that's the issue when the Jets went down this road with such a mercurial talent and personality in Aaron Rodgers. We knew it was dicey. We knew it was a gamble. You passed up on your plan B in Derek Carr with the New Orleans Saints. You passed up on your plan C with Jimmy Garoppolo because he signed with the Raiders. I mean, you're starting to get on down the line with contingencies for if Aaron Rodgers doesn't decide to bestow his good graces on your franchise. And that has to be the scariest place to be if you're a Jets fan, if you're Rob Sala or Joe Douglas. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Jimmy G's off the board. We're still waiting on Aaron. If all else fails, would the Jets actually pivot to another MVP? Well, this should have been option number one, and I'm not sure why it wasn't. No, I do know why it wasn't. Because Aaron Rodgers is a star, and the owner wants a star. What he doesn't understand is that Lamar Jackson is a star, Lamar Jackson is also an MVP, and Lamar Jackson is better than Aaron Rodgers. And the Jets have not given any indication that if Aaron Rodgers doesn't work out, that they're going to pursue uh Lamar Jackson at this point. Now, with Jimmy G off the board, maybe they will do that if Rodgers does not come to the Jets. But Canty, listen, I don't understand why this would not have been option number one. If I'm the Jets, I'm having constant communications with the Ravens because, remember, even with the non-exclusive tag, you can still trade him, Lamar Jackson, if he signs it. In other words, if Lamar's on board for wherever he's going, the Jets and Ravens can work out a trade that doesn't necessarily have to be two first-round picks. Canty, it, it's absolutely silly to suggest that Lamar Jackson it shouldn't be option number one for the Jets, and I don't understand why he wouldn't have been to begin with. Yet here we are, waiting on Rodgers and 
waiting to potentially be let down. Yeah, I mean, listen, we, we can agree that that should have been option number one just because Lamar gives you a lot more runway than Rodgers does. Uh, I mean, $60 million plus the draft capital that you're going to have to fork over for one season, maybe two at best, seems rich in comparison to what it would cost to sign Lamar to an offer sheet. But I digress. Here's the thing that the, pa- that the, that the, 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 the New York Jets know. This thing with Lamar Jackson is going to be slow moving. This is not going to happen overnight. We're not going to see a deal done in the next two days, even though we both believe that a player of his ilk should have a deal done in the next couple of days. Because of the franchise tag tender, the non-exclusive, and because so few players end up signing offer sheets when they're in that situation, I I think that that actually helps the Jets in terms of creating an alternative at the quarterback spot that will represent and clear an obvious upgrade over Zach Wilson. And so you continue to go down the road of trying to woo Aaron Rodgers to your franchise, but if you don't get Aaron Rodgers and you're not in love with Ryan Tannehill or Jacoby Brissett or whatever's left over in the quarterback marketplace, then you pivot to Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson and you discuss what it would take in the way of guarantees and draft compensation in order to get a deal done on that front. But this is not a scenario where the GM and the head coach can afford to sit on their hands in Florham Park. The New York Jets brass has to get a deal done with a quarterback that's more than a placeholder. They need a difference maker because if they don't, those guys won't have jobs after the 2023 season because they swung and missed with the number two overall pick in 2021 at quarterback in Zach Wilson. Listen, they are in this position because of the owner, because of what the owner wanted. That's all fine. Now they sit and wait. What is amazing to me is that if it doesn't work out, that it actually could work out much better for them if they went and did the right thing after the fact. Yeah. If, if they went and, and listen, it's pretty clear, I think, that if Lamar Jackson's hoping to get $231 million guaranteed, it's unlikely that's going to happen at this point. But he may get two hundred guaranteed, and he should get two hundred guaranteed. I'd give him two thirty one myself. I'd give up the picks to get him too, because it just makes you a legitimate contender across the board. I can't for a minute, while I understand how much Rogers actually improves the Jets at the position, I'm setting the bar low because of that mistake with Zach Wilson. I'm I'm in a position now where. Yeah, Rodgers is better. So are a lot of other guys. And while Aaron played to a great level the two years before this past season, I'm still believing that it's falling off the cliff. And I look around the rest of the AFC, it makes me better. It doesn't make me good enough yet. And it doesn't make me a Super Bowl contender yet. Lamar Jackson does both of those things. Well, here's what I'll say. I I do think that the Jets landing Rodgers does put them on a short list of teams that will be contenders in the AFC. Maybe they're not the Kansas City Chiefs. Matter of fact, I know they're not the Chiefs. I know they're not the Bengals. Could they be eye-to-eye with the Jacksonville Jaguars, depending on what they do with the rest of the offseason? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, when we start trying to figure out who that third team in the conference is, I think that's up for debate. Could you have the conversation about the Miami Dolphins if Tua stays healthy? Could you have the conversation about the Buffalo Bills, who was the darling of the NFL going into the 2022 season? I mean, all of those teams are right there. I don't see why you wouldn't consider the Jets, given how good the quarterback is, 
good, given how good the weapons around him would be and given how great the Jets' defense is. When you have a top-five defense in yards and points coupled with Aaron Rodgers and the offensive rookie of the year, not to mention a do-everything running back in Brees Hall, you feel pretty damn good about where you're at. So I'm not going to sit here and say that we need to crown them as the team to beat, but they certainly become one of the best three or four teams in the conference. Well, I I think they're a playoff team. I don't know about three or four teams. I don't know about that. I think it puts them in the top seven in the conference and gets them into the postseason. But I can't even say with certainty that they would win the division because of what Tua's health situation is, because of what it actually looks like in Buffalo after free agency. And have they gotten better? I, I think because of those two reasons, I can't do it. And and so that's why I think ultimately they're a wild card at this point. But can't you think they're a wild card team? I think they're. So if you had if you had to put money on that division today to win, if the Jets got if the Jets land Aaron Rodgers, you're saying that you would take the Bills or the Dolphins and or the Dolphins over the New York Jets? I would. Boy, I want some of what you were smoking. This not even necessarily the Dolphins, primarily the Bills. Where I mean, were you on the ayahuasca? Uh, I mean, were you, <laughs> were you, did you have a darkness retreat this weekend? I, I know what went wrong with the Bills. I also okay. know who they have. Okay. I also know All who their right. quarterback is. Okay. Yeah, listen. The quarterback that you don't love because he was turning the ball over. At a he really, was really turning the ball rate. over. I, okay. I agree with that. Would you rather have Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers right now? There's no I question. Mean, you can't, you can't, you, well, well, here's the thing. You, no can't do it in a, you can't do it in a silo, but here's the thing. Look at what's around those players. I know what's too. around them. I, I get that. And I get what's around them on the defensive side. It's not a knock on the Jets' defense. What I'm saying is if if we're setting the bar at making the playoffs, okay, that's fine. And if you're the Jets, you want to do that? It would be understandable considering you haven't been there in 12 years. But now, if you want to set the bar at actually, you know, doing something beyond that then i'm sorry i'm i'm going i'm i'm going and trying to get even better than that and by well, pure accident they could get better with lamar well here here's what i'll say with lamar or aaron rodgers they're markedly better and, and and to the point that you were making about the jets in comparison to the other teams in the division look at it this way last year if the jets scored just league average in every game that's 21 points which is pedestrian in today's nfl they would be 11-6, and six, and they would have been in the postseason. That's it. So if they would have scored four more points a game, they would be a double-digit win team and in the postseason. Aaron Rodgers absolutely does that for you. And if that's the case, then you're absolutely in the conversation for winning your division. Oh, you're in the conversation. I'm not saying they won't. I, I, I'm not saying I don't think they will. I am saying I don't think they will. Okay, but listen, right. that's where we stand right now as we continue to wait for Aaron Rodgers' news. Now, Adam Schefter, there were some reports that were floating around. Ah, it may be done, it may not. Adam Schefter said just a few minutes ago that the Jets remain cautiously optimistic, but nothing is done as of yet. So we continue to sit and wait in the darkness. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. America held hostage. You know, these things are just out of my control. By Aaron Rodgers. Day 64. What are my rights as a hostage? Do I get to do I get a meal because I'm starving? No, no, you don't have any rights. With that, with that take that you just had about Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and where the Jets would be in the AFC East, you, you don't have any rights. You don't. 
Can't you know, Carlin. but we're going to save the tape for when Aaron Rodgers comes. I can't believe you had me rooting for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets right now, but that's where I'm at because of how ridiculous your AFC East take was. It, it couldn't be that ridiculous. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Like, are you you're locking up the division right now if they get him? I'm locking it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. It's done. Lock if it they get Aaron Rodgers, they are the favorite. They are the favorite to win the AFC East, period. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. And we wait, and we wait, and we wait. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance, also on Sirius XM Channel 80 and on your smart speaker. We welcome in Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, who joins us right now. Mike, Chris, and Chris, let's just start here. If you're in Joe Douglas's shoes today, if you're in the Jets' shoes today, with the understanding that anything could change at any moment, how long do you actually wait on Aaron Rodgers to make a decision before you have to think about pivoting elsewhere yeah i probably would have given him a deadline of, of saturday guys because uh you know we're in a situation now no Derek Carr now no jim garoppolo and uh look you know maybe it's matt stafford maybe it's lamar jackson maybe it's ryan Tannehill. i'm sure they have other options but we go back a year ago guys uh tom brady unretired so they can keep ryan jensen they're very talented center and you know every hour that goes by here there's a sense of urgency that you know the jets need an answer but, Mike T., just in looking at the logistics of the situation, once you allowed Derek Carr to sign with the New Orleans Saints, don't you have to see it through with Aaron Rodgers, even if it ultimately ends up being a no? Don't you have to wait as long as it takes in order to get an answer from him before you make a decision and, and turn to an alternative? Well, I think that's part of the judgment call, Chris, is you're trying to balance you know, keeping the window open versus – you know, losing others. And candidly, I'd be telling Aaron Rodgers, like, hey, look, like, there's nothing you're going to know today, tomorrow, or Thursday. You didn't know last Saturday. So there is a sense of urgency. And if you want to play, by the way, like, obviously you're playing for a lot of money, $60 million, but it's about your legacy and the chance to win. And every day that goes by, much the way Devontae Adams left you a year ago, it's going to be harder, harder for us to maximize our team. And, and Mike T, I know that this is no doubt a precarious situation for Joe Douglas and Rob Sala because mixed up into all of this is their job security and trying to upgrade to a definitive difference maker at the quarterback spot. But 
from your perspective, if they don't land Aaron Rodgers, how viable is it for the Jets to potentially make a run at trading for Lamar Jackson? Yeah, it certainly becomes, you know, part, part of their calculus. And, you know, they don't all they have to do is sign him to an offer sheet. And then, you know, the Ravens either match or don't match. And, you know, Lamar would certainly be high up on my list of other alternatives. And, again, you have to look into, you know, what else is out there. And um, certainly I would bring Lamar in for a visit and start that process because they're a much improved team with Lamar than obviously given their current situation. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. Joining us, it's Canty and Carlin on your ESPN radio. Mike, Hypothet- well, not hypothetically, you've been in this situation before. And I'm curious, not as to the specifics of it, but as an executive for a team, I'm sure there have been times where maybe you didn't necessarily agree with what the owner thought was best for the team. So how do you go about balancing in that and having those discussions with an owner who might have his eyes in another direction? Yeah, boy, that's a simple question, and we can talk about that for, I don't know, a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> you know, you try to deal with those things, like, in the quietness and the stillness of, like, the onboarding process and talk about things of final say. And, you know, I always felt, though, like, I've had final say. I had it, you know, I did it for over 20 years, guys. You really got to just be the point guard of information and say, hey, look, if we go down this road, like, here are the pros and cons. And, look, we know Aaron Rodgers is a great player, and he's iconic, but – Here's what happens if, you know, he comes. Here's what we can't do. And if we don't get him, here are the other options. And I just always felt like anytime I had a disagreement with a coach or an owner, like, you know, we had a sign-up in our draft room, Chris, that said, uh, in God we trust for everyone else we need data. And let's get more information. <laughs> let's keep looking at it. And uh, hopefully information will get us to, you know, the best decision possible. Talking with ESPN NFL front office insider Mike Tannenbaum on Canty and Carlin. And Mike T., you brought up Matt Stafford's name as another option for the Jets in the quarterback mix if they don't get Aaron Rodgers. And looking at what the Rams did this weekend, moving on from Jalen Ramsey, they're clearly breaking this thing on down. Why would they not consider moving on from Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald in order to acquire more draft picks? Because I can't imagine that they're going to be very competitive given what their cap situation is. Yeah, Chris, it's a great point. You know, like, it's hard to be sort of like, half pregnant here, right? Like you're either in or you're out. And I think it's a really fair point. So if look, someone offers multiple high picks for any of those players, I think albeit difficult, you got to strongly consider it. And again, if I'm the Jets, I, I had to give up multiple picks. I'd probably rather give it up for Lamar Jackson, given his age. And, you know, he has his entire career in front of him, but at least you acquire it to Stafford and see if he's available. And if I'm a team like the Giants that need a receiver, I, I consider giving up a second round pick for Cooper Cup you know, looking at how great he's been. Last one for me, Mike, and that's the Raiders. As they get Jimmy G, what is their ceiling with him? They can make the playoffs. You know, they were in nine one-score games a year ago, and Jimmy G's 40-17 and 17 as a starter, led the NFL over the last three years at 8.3 yards per attempt. I'm a big Jimmy G fan. I think he'll do great with Josh Daniels. All right, Mike T, last one for me. Free agency legal tampering period is here, and we're starting to see some deals or at least the reported deals that will be consummated on Wednesday. What's the one that surprised you the most so far? I think Javon Hargrave going to uh, San Francisco. Now, look, they're going to lose Charles Menehu and Samson Ekubon, but you know they still have Javon Kinlar, Eric Armstead, and Nick Bosa. But, you know, I admire, like, this team is like, hey, we're going to build through the defensive line, and 
Um, I did not see that one coming, Chris. Mike, great stuff. Appreciate it. Busy day. We know. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, guys. Mike Tannenbaum. By the way, I should say this, and I should have said this with Mike on. If you have not checked out Mike's website, the 33rdteam.com, check it out because it is outstanding. I was on it a lot this weekend going through a lot of draft stuff as you and I are preparing to host a draft for uh, ESPN Radio. Mm. Great information there. Mike does a great job with that. Outstanding stuff. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Up next, there was a move. uh, Hey, there was a move made. Excuse me? Uh, (laughs) Hey, uh, there was a move moved. (laughs) There was a move made in the AFC East this weekend that one of us thinks completely changes the dynamic. Another one of us thinks, and maybe not. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. <laughs> That's great. That's great. It's so good. fantastic. It's so good. It's a play. Lady. It's not like Jerry Lewis. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Canty, listen. We heard in there, and I'm not sure who it was who said it, I, Jalen Ramsey might be the best corner in football. Let's not get nuts here. Uh, we're, he was the best cornerback in was. football. He's yeah. not that anymore. He's not anymore. Now what no. he is is a Miami Dolphin, as he got traded yesterday for a third-round pick and the tight end Hunter Long. Can't he, listen, he wanted to be in Miami, good for Jalen Ramsey, but from what I saw over the last year or so from Jalen Ramsey with the Rams – I don't I, – I, I'm still trying to figure out is, uh, was he just disinterested? Was he just not giving it everything he had? Or was he falling off a bit? It might be a bit of all of the above. I Don't get me wrong. Jalen Ramsey can help the Miami Dolphins. I do not believe for a second it changes the dynamic of the division very much. Well – Here's what I'll say. It brings more focus and attention on the Miami Dolphins because it's a win-now move. There's no doubt about that. This is a team that's not flush with draft capital, and they gave up yet another premium draft pick. You're talking about a day-two draft choice in order to go get Jalen Ramsey. So this is a team that's going all in, and they're backing Tua Tagovailoa as their franchise quarterback and the guy that can get him there. Now, whether he can stay healthy or not remains to be seen, but this puts more pressure on Tua to finish the drill. I mean, the only way that all of these moves make sense, when you think about them picking up his fifth-year option, when you think about the trade that they made for Bradley Chubb forking over a first-round draft pick midseason last year and extending him, when you think about the commitment that they made with Jalen Ramsey, trading a third-round pick for him, and then guaranteeing the next two years on his contract – You got to realize this is an organization that's saying, hey, our quarterback has got to get us there. Our defense was a little bit of an issue. We've shored that up now with the additions that we made. Premium players at premium positions, pass rusher and corner. There's no excuse as to why Tua can't have success and why the Miami Dolphins shouldn't win the division, why the Miami Dolphins shouldn't compete for a championship. The only question And the biggest factor to whether or not the Dolphins are going to look like geniuses for making all these decisions or whether or not they're going to look like idiots is if Tua can stay healthy. Now, with the Jalen Ramsey of it all, let's be honest with this, Carlin. 
two years ago, you're talking about the best quarter in football. Yeah. That's not who's showing up in South Peach. No. This is a guy that allowed 65% completion percentage into his coverage when they're in man. This is a guy that allowed the second most touchdowns in his coverage of any cornerback in all of football. I mean, it's not great when your corner is giving up 98% pass, 98 passer rating into his coverage on the season. A 98 passer rating into his coverage. That's not good. So no. when we start talking about what they're committing to Jalen Ramsey, I mean, paying a guy what Jalen Ramsey is making, Carl, we're talking about $20 million a year. You know, that, that that's rich. But you're not asking them to be your number one corner. You already got one of those in Xavier and Howard. You're asking them to be your number two corner. And in Vic Fangio's defense, you have to feel pretty good about what his role is going to be. So did they spend a lot to get this player? Absolutely. Does Jalen Ramsey make that secondary and that defense markedly better? Absolutely. It, it makes it better. I don't think it puts them over the top. I don't think. No. For instance, I don't think that they're a better defense than the Jets right now because of the Jalen Ramsey move. Uh, Mm -hmm. There were times last year that Jalen Ramsey looked, uh, frankly, disinterested with the Rams. And I think that's pretty clear that it was time for both sides to move on. And Rams should have made this move. I think if they had made this move earlier, Canty, they would have ended up with a lot more in the third Yeah, they should have made this move at the trade deadline last season. Absolutely. The defense for the Miami Dolphins was 27th in pass defense last year. There's no way that Jalen Ramsey doesn't help them in, in that regard and make them better. Canty and Carlin, weekdays at 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You can also listen and watch on the ESPN app.